Today's reading is Galatians chapter 2. Fourteen years later, I went up again to Jerusalem, accompanied by Barnabas. I took Titus along also. We went in response to a revelation and set before them the gospel that I preached among the Gentiles. But I spoke privately to those recognized as leaders for fear that I was running or had already run in vain. Yet, not even Titus, who was with me, was compelled to be circumcised, even though he was a Greek. The issue arose because some false brothers had come in under false pretenses to spy on our freedom in Christ Jesus in order to enslave us. We did not give in to them for a moment, so that the truth of the gospel would remain with you. But as for the highly esteemed, whatever they were makes no difference to me. God does not show favoritism. Those leaders added nothing to me. On the contrary, they saw that I had been entrusted to preach the gospel to the uncircumcised, just as Peter had been to the circumcised. For the one who was at work in Peter's apostleship to the circumcised was also at work in my apostleship to the Gentiles. And recognizing the grace that I had been given, James, Cephas, and John, those reputed to be pillars, gave me and Barnabas the right hand of fellowship, so that we should go to the Gentiles and they to the circumcised. They only asked us to remember the poor, the very thing I was eager to do. When Cephas came to Antioch, however, I opposed him to his face, because he stood to be condemned. For before certain men came from James, he used to eat with the Gentiles. But when they arrived, he began to draw back and separate himself for fear of those in the circumcision group. The other Jews joined him in his hypocrisy, so that by their hypocrisy, even Barnabas was led astray. When I saw that they were not walking in line with the truth of the gospel, I said to Cephas in front of them all, if you who are a Jew live like a Gentile and not like a Jew, how can you compel the Gentiles to live like Jews? We who are Jews by birth and not Gentile sinners know that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ. So we too have believed in Christ Jesus, that we may be justified by faith in Christ and not by works of the law, because by works of the law, no one will be justified. But if, while we seek to be justified in Christ, we ourselves are found to be sinners, does that make Christ a minister of sin? Certainly not. If I rebuild what I have already torn down, I prove myself to be a lawbreaker. For through the law I died to the law, so that I might live to God. I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. I do not set aside the grace of God, for if righteousness comes through the law, Christ died for nothing. This is God's word. In our earlier readings from Acts, we noted the tensions that began when God saved Gentiles and gave them the same spiritual status as the Jewish believers in Jesus had. Here in the book of Galatians, Paul urged the churches he started in this region not to succumb to the teaching of the Judaizers. That was a group of people who claimed faith in Jesus, but insisted that all Christians conform to Jewish law. Here in Galatians chapter 2, Paul recounted his own first-hand struggle as a Christian against the idea that Christians must obey the law. 
Peter recognized Paul as a genuine believer, according to verse 9, and Peter and the other apostles also recognized the commission of Christ to Paul to take the gospel to the Gentiles. We see that in verse 7 and again in verse 9. Yet, Peter himself failed at times to act in line with the truth of the gospel, as we saw in verse 14. Sometimes Peter acted as if his Jewish background didn't matter, and so he blended in with the Gentile believers, according to verse 12. But when there were Jewish believers around, Peter feared their disapproval and segregated himself from the Gentiles, as we saw in verse 12. That was hypocrisy, as Paul said in verse 13, and Paul spoke directly to Peter about it. The point of this chapter is to emphasize the implications of the gospel. If Jesus really fulfilled the law of God, and if we are justified simply by believing in him, then it is wrong to add any religious or moral works as replacements for salvation. But a secondary lesson in this passage has to do with Peter's hypocrisy. Despite how much Jesus loved Peter, taught him, and entrusted to him as an apostle, Peter was still human. He was still vulnerable to fear and the opinions of others, and therefore still susceptible to hypocrisy. Yet, despite his status as an apostle, Peter had the humility to receive Paul's correction. Let none of us, then, think that we are above or beyond the correcting power of truth. We remain sinners until Jesus glorifies us finally. So let's be ready to accept correction and grow from it when we are corrected with the truth. May God bless you. I hope you have a great day. We'll see you next time.